0: KmTT Kimitzion Teitz Torah and today is Thursday. Rabbi Sheir by Harav Asaf Bednash, issues in Hilchot Hilchot Shabbat. Today's Shir will deal with halachic issues involving the use of crockpots on Shabbat. It is common practice nowadays to prepare cholent to leave it cooking or keep it warm until Shabbos lunch in a crock pot. We will discuss the uh, common form of the crock pot in which there is a crock, which is a uh, ceramic pot which contains the food, which is inserted into a metal base which surrounds it on all sides and cooks it using a slow, uh, low flame. And then you remove that crock to serve your chulent on Shabbat morning. There are three halachic issues potentially involved in the use of crock pots for chulent on Shabbat. The first issue we'll discuss is the Isur of Hatmana. The Gemara tells us that Chazal made a gzera against Hatmana, against insulating hot food on Shabbat, and this gzera is two-pronged. On Shabbat, it is asur lahatmin afilu davar she'aino hevel. On Shabbat, one may not insulate hot foods at all, even in a merely heat-preserving substance. However, our crockpots are inserted into the heating element before Shabbat. Before Shabbat, Chazal tell us, they made a only against hatmanab davar only against insulating in a heat adding substances. Why did they make this gezira? Our Girsa in the Gemara tells us that they were gozer shema yatmin which itself is asur shema yichate That one who insulates in heat adding substance might insulate in coals and insulating coals is particularly problematic because one might come to stoke the coals which would then raise the flame and violate the Av of Havara, of igniting as well as perhaps under some circumstances the Av of Bishel quickening the cooking process of the food. Since a crockpot is clearly Davar HaMosef Hevel the heating element is a Heat-adding substance. It is an independent heat source. Therefore, it would seem at first glance that it would be forbidden to insert the food, leave the food in the crockpot, Me'er of Shabbat, because that is Hatzmanet, is being insulated and enveloped in a heat-adding substance. This is definitely forbidden, according to the Machaber, who quotes in Simon on Gimel, Seif Aleph, the shita of Rabbi Khananel and other Rishonim, which Rashi also agrees with, who says, We're familiar with the Isur of Shehiyah. We're not allowed to leave food on the fire without a blech, depending on the circumstances, which we'll return to. The Mechaber tells us, following here the Rebbeinu Hanadol's interpretation, the whole question of Shehiyah, any questions involved with food on the fire on Shabbat, only come up if the food is on a grate above the fire, such as it is in our gas stoves, where it sits on a grate above the gas, or in ovens, when the food sits on a rack above the heating element. But if the food was placed directly on the coals, then that is hatmana. It is touching the coals. It is enwrapped in coals, which is a davar mosif hevel. So under all circumstances, the mechaber paskins, it's a sort of leave of food directly on the coal on Friday, because that is hatmana, bedavar mosif hevel, which is forbidden, even if you set it up from Friday. According to the mechaber, it should seem to be forbidden not only to leave food in a crock pot from Erev Shabbat, but even to leave food on an electric stove where it is directly sitting on the heating element, that is a more complex issue which we cannot deal with in this year. The Ramah, however, takes a more lenient interpretation of the Yisur of Hatmana. He comments in Siman Reish Nun Gimel Seif Aleph, Quoting the Shita the Or and other Rishonim, calls even if a pot is sitting on coals and is touching any type of heat adding substance, if it is only touching that heat adding substance on the bottom, but is open on top. That's not called hatmana. While the Mechaber thinks the word hatmanah means touching your your food touching a heat adding substance, the Rama says no. Hatmana means it is mutman, it is enveloped and wrapped only if your food is completely covered by a heat adding substance. Would that be forbidden because they serve Hatmana? If it's just touching a Dvaramosef heavily heat adding substance on the bottom of the pot, but is exposed to the air on top? Then it is not mutman, you have not even done a physical action of hatmana because your pot is not enclosed, it is rather open, and it is touching a heat adding substance only on the bottom. The, the words the Akronim used to explain this machlokit is that the machaber holds hatmanah b'miktzat is called hatmana, even partial hatmanah is forbidden. The Ramah says hatmanah b'miktzat is permitted. A partial enclosing of your pot is perfectly fine. That is not in- even included under the definition of the verb lehatmin. Only a complete enclosing of your pot would be forbidden. What makes this question of a crackpot so complex then, even though it would seem to be simple enough, the machaber would forbid it because it is partially enclosed. The rama might permit it is that a crockpot sits on the border, on the very fine line between partial enclosure and being completely enclosed. On the one hand, it is only partially enclosed, because although it is enclosed on the bottom and on the sides, it's open to the air on top. There's no cover other than the pot cover itself, which would not fall under the prohibition of Hatmanah. There is no metal heating element cover which covers the crockpot. On the other hand, it is totally enclosed because the hatamana, the enclosure, goes all the way up to the top. It's enclosed from the bottom all the way up to the top, even though the top is exposed to the air, but it's enclosed all the way up. This depends on how we interpret the words of the Ramah. The Ramah says that if the pot is migula lemala, If it's open on top, this would not be called hatmana. One way of interpreting the Rambah would tell us, as long as the top is open, as long as there's five sides, the four sides and the bottom are closed, but the sixth side is exposed to the air, that doesn't fall under the prohibition of hatmana. However, another way of reading the Rambah is that migulah lamala means the top half of the pot. If the top half of the pot is not enclosed, it's mutar. But if the even the top half of the pot is enclosed, because the enclosure, the unwrapping goes all the way up the sides, straight to the top, then that is considered mechuselimala, because the top half of the pot is still covered and would be forbidden because of hatmana. And here the echronim differ. Some interpret their amala to mean as long as it is megula mala, as long as the top of the pot is exposed to the air, it is mutar. In which case, crock pots would be permitted. Others interpret the Ramah to say that only if the top half of the pot is exposed to the air, that would be permissible. But since in a crackpot the enclosure goes all the way up the sides, that is considered the sides are enclosed even up to the top and forbidden. In fact, this goes back to Rabbi Tam in the Sefer Yashar, Siman Reish Lamed Hay, is explicitly Machmir. He tells us that as long as most of the pot is enclosed, even if the top may be open to the air, that's called Hatmana. On the other hand, the Chidu Aran on, on Masechet Shabbat, daf zayin, is mekil and tells us that unless it is completely unwrapped on all six sides, that is not considered to be Mutman. And the primagadin and siman reishon gimel, as well as the shulchan aruch harav and siman reishon zayin, are mekil like the Chidush aran. The mishnah brura, viewed by many as the definitive voice of psak and orachayim, is quite ambiguous. In siman reishon zayin, he seems to be Mahmer forbidding any pot that is mostly enwrapped. But in Siman, Reish Nun Gimel sounds like he is makil and permits any pot, even if it is enclosed on the side, so long as it is exposed to the air on top. Halakha Maaseh, contemporary postkim argue about this case. Rav Moshe Feinstein Paskins, that a crockpot is not considered hatmana because while it is enwrapped in five sides, the sixth side, that is the top, is open to the air. Well, Shlomo Zalman Orbach came out shortly before his passing forbidding crockpots. And Paskin, that any pot which is mostly covered falls under the prohibition of hatmana and the heter of the Ramah only applies to pots whose top half is exposed to the air. The minnigah olam in many places is like Rav Moshe Feinstein and permits using crockpots since the top is exposed. However, many others are machmer like with Shlomo Zaman Orbach and are choshesh for the prohibition of hatmana as applied to crockpots. One who is Mahbar like R or Swamuzam Orbach, how can he fix the situation to avoid the Isra of Hatmana? So Shlomo Zamun Orbach suggests putting some type of barrier, a hefsek, a blech of some sort, between the heating element and the the crock or the pot, the actual ceramic clea which contains the fluid. This has been the subject of varying interpretations. Many people follow what Rav Shlomo Zaman Orbach uh, seems, to, uh, seems to say, which is that putting a piece of metal of some sort, a blech-like piece of metal, as a hefsake, an interruption between the heating element and your food, would solve the problem. It's not a, exactly clear why, because the Shulchan Aruch never discusses using a blech as a mode of solving the problem and permitting the Yisur of HaTmanah, but apparently he would share a svarah of Rav Moshe Feinstein in the Igret Moshe, who suggest that even where Chazal did not specifically suggest that a blech would permit a certain act on Shabbat, if you create not only a regular blech, but a box of a blech that encloses your object on all sides and blocks it off from the heating element, that would be considered a shinoi in the way in which we warm up foods and would not fall under the gzerot of chazal. So perhaps Shlomo Zalman Orbach assumed that if one were to create a box blech, a little, a third type of pot, Which goes in between the heating element and the food, which would be a shinoi a complete change from the normal way of cooking cholent. That might create lo kederachatmana, which would exclude us, exclude this situation from the normal prohibition of hatmana. There are those who suggest one could accomplish this with aluminum foil, although. Rabbi Rubin, the author of the Sefer Orchot Shabbat, asked for Shlomo Zalman Orbach and reports that he was told that one needed an actual piece of, an actual metal blech and not merely aluminum foil. Another derech, which is quoted in the name of Revel Yashiv, to solve this problem, is to put rocks or tuna fish cans or large balls of heavy-duty aluminum foil on the bottom of the crockpot which would raise up the crockpot above the heating element and thereby a create a situation where the top of the food protrudes above the heating element and is exposed to the air from all directions and also creates a situation where even the bottom and sides of the food no longer, rather the bottom and sides of the crack, no longer touch the heating element because they are raised up and they are tilted sideways. And therefore, that may not be considered hatmana because the pot containing the food no longer touches the heating element, but is merely in close proximity to the heating element. And the isra of hatmana only applies to food to rather to a pot which touches a Dover of Hevel, not one which is merely in the vicinity of a Dover of Hevel. So, one of these suggestions either creating some super duper pot shaped blech to interrupt between the heating element and the crock, or raising the crock up so that the top is exposed to the air and the bottom is no longer directly touching the heating element would solve the problem, even according to Rabbi Shlomo Zalman Orbach. A second halachic issue, which comes up in the use of crockpots, is the Isur of Shehiyah. Chazal forbade leaving uncooked food on the fire. At the outset of Shabbat, for fear, that one might stoke the coals in order to raise the temperature and make sure that it cooks well, which would be a violation of the avalach of Havara, and perhaps Bishul as well. The Mechaber, Paskins like the opinion of Khananya that the Isur of Shehiyah applies to any food even if partially cooked, even if fully cooked, so long as it is mitstamek viyafelo, as long as that food is constantly improving with additional cooking, as chulants are known to do. And therefore, according to the Mihaber, it would be forbidden to leave a cholent in a crock pot, even if that cholent was fully cooked, so long as it was improving. With further cooking, the chash, the shema the fear that someone might raise the flame, still exists. However, the Rama, Paskins like Chananya, who says any food which is cooked to machel ben drusai, is permitted to leave on the fire at the outset of Shabbat. Chananya tells us that as long as the food is partially cooked, Machal Ben Drusai means that it is cooked enough that it would be eaten by a thief such as Ben Drusai, who is always on the run and in a big rush. And if Ben Drusai can eat it, that means it is cooked enough that if we had to, the rest of us would eat it as well, even though it wouldn't be quite as tasty as we preferred. What this shear is is subject to a machluk at Rishonim, but, we paskin for the purposes of Hilchot Shabbat, that Machel ben Drusai is defined as half-cooked. And therefore, the Ramah would tell us, in accordance with the opinion of Chananya that so long as your chont is half-cooked, Chazal did not make exera against leaving on the fire when Shabbat starts. Therefore, for Ashkenazim, it would seem clear that if one took pains to put the children up Friday night, uh, Thursday night rather, or put the children up Friday morning and it was half cooked by the time Shabbat started, there would be no problem of Shehiyah in leaving on the flame throughout Shabbat because anything, as a Machal ben is exempted from the prohibition of Shehiyah if it's already basically cooked enough to be eaten, Chazal were not worried that someone will be so nervous about making sure that it cooks properly that they might come to be Machal shabbos Although the Be'er Halacha at the beginning of some on Gimel questions whether it is an ideal Lechachila to rely on the opinion of Hanania, the Chazan Ish argues very forcefully that it is it would seem that Ashkenazim could feel comfortable in leaving their children on the crockpot Friday night if it was already half-cooked by the time Shabbat came in. What if, however, you did not have time to put up your children so early? You put it up Friday midday or even Friday afternoon, and it is certainly not half-cooked by the time Shabbat starts. Then there are two other methods by which we can permit leaving the Cholent on and solve the problem of Shehiyah. One is the Mechaber tells us in Siman, Resh, and Gimel. Asur litena le'hatavshil mi It is forbidden to leave uncooked food on the flame Friday afternoon unless it is completely raw. Ironically, just as shahiya becomes permitted if the food is cooked enough, Shehiyah also becomes permitted if the food is not cooked at all, if it is completely raw. The prohibition only applies to that food which is a little cooked, but not, according to us Ashkenazim, but not half cooked. Between 1 and 50% cooked would fall under the prohibition of Shehiyah, but fully cooked would be permitted, because one is not under such pressure to make sure that it finishes cooking, And raw food, Kedera Chaita, would also be permitted because, as the Gemara explains, if the food is raw when Shabbat starts, and this is certainly true in a crockpot, there's no way it could be ready for Friday night dinner. There's no way a crockpot could ever get raw meat cooked from when Shabbat starts till a reasonable dinner time on Friday night. So it is obvious that anyone who puts raw meat in their cholent at the beginning of, right at the moment of candle lighting, realizes that they will not be eating their cholent until Shabbat lunch, because it won't be ready Friday night. And by Shabbat lunch, we all know that your crockpot can accomplish the job of cooking your food, whether it's a little hotter or whether it's a little cooler. In the days of Chazal, whether you stoke the coals to raise the flame, whether you let the coals die down a bit, either way it would be permitted, either way, sorry, the food would be cooked by Shabbat morning. In which case, raw food is exempt from the prohibition of Shehiyah, because Miman of Shach, even if you do raise the temperature, it won't be ready Friday night, and even if you don't raise the temperature, it will be ready Shabbos morning. So, Chazal were never afraid that anyone would be foolish enough to stoke the coals and raise the temperature of food which was raw at the beginning of Shabbat. The Gemara further tells us that even if the whole chulent is not raw, but you add one raw piece of meat at the moment of the beginning of Shabbat, that serves as a demonstration that psychologically one is absolutely certain that this food will not be served Friday night, but only Shabbat morning. And therefore, it would be exempted from the prohibition of shihiyah. So one way to solve the problem of shihiyah in a crockpot is to leave one bone of meat, or one piece of meat, outside the cholent and add it in just at candle lighting time, to be a kdei to define this as a raw cholent, and would therefore be permitted to leave it on all Shabbat. Another way of solving the problem of Shehiyah, which is familiar to all of us from our kitchens, is the blech, grufa uktuma. Ktuma means to cover the coals. In those days they covered the coals with ashes. We cover our stove with a blech. The we've shown him argue about why a blech permits the Isur of Shehiyah. The, the Ramach in his Hasagot on the Rambam says it is a heker, it is a reminder to you, if you would come chas v'shalom and be about to turn up the flame on Shabbat, you would see the blech and remember that it's Shabbat and that one is not permitted to stoke the coals. The Ramam says it is a hesech ha that if you do an action such as putting a blech on your fire, which detracts from the efficiency of your cooking device and lowers the amount of heat that reaches your food by dampening or blocking or dissipating the heat, then one has demonstrated psychologically that you are not concerned about the heat level of this cooking device, and you're not terribly stressed over whether it is hot enough or not, because after all, you just yourself did something which lowers the efficiency of the flame, and therefore, anyone who has made this psychological statement to themselves, and as we well know, psychological statements are that much more powerful if accomplished through actions, anyone who has made this Hasei Chadat, made a psychological statement, that they don't care all that much that the flame be terribly hot, will naturally not be tempted to raise the flame by stoking the coals on Shabbat, because they've already made peace with the fact that this will not be a terribly hot flame over Shabbat. Either way, we, our minhag is to consider a blech, a piece of metal that we put under our food, to be in the category of grufa uktuma, to be the equivalent of the ashes placed on the coals in Talmudic times. And therefore, if one were to make a blech in your crockpot, either with metal or with silver foil lining the whole thing, so that the heat did not reach the food quite as efficiently, that would also permit the Yisur of Shehiyah, what if one wanted a simpler solution than building a blech into their crockpot? Or Aaron Cutler paskined that instead of putting a blech on our stoves, one should merely cover the knobs. Because in our days, we don't raise the flame by actually touching the fire, as they would have in the days where they cooked with coals. Rather, we raise the flame by turning up the knob, whether it be on a crockpot, on a stove, on an oven. Brown Cutler's, therefore, suggests that the modern-day equivalent of grufa uktuma is not to cover the flame, but to cover the knob. So all one would have to do is take a little piece of tape, put it on top of the knob of the crockpot, or just fold a little piece of paper, and hang it so that it covers the knob of the crockpot, and that would remind you not to turn it up on Shabbat. However, most poskim do not agree with this chiddush of Ravan Arnon because this seems to be taloi to depend on the machloket we shown and we mentioned above. If the logic behind the heter of grufa uktuma was like the Ramach, a hecker, that it reminded you not to raise the flame. There in Iron would seem to be correct. Covering the knobs is the best reminder. But, according to the Rambam, the logic of Grufaut Ketumah is not to remind you not to raise the flame, but it is hesichadat. To make the psychological statement, to forcefully make a psychological statement to yourself that you are not concerned over whether this flame is a powerful flame or a weak flame, whether the temperature is a little hotter or a little cooler on Shabbat. If so, then it would seem the only hefter would be to create a blech, which lowers the efficiency of the flame. Covering the knobs, which doesn't lower the flame, would not be the equivalent of the halacha concept of grufa, because it doesn't make any psychological statement to yourself that you don't care about the level of the flame on Shabbat. Rather, it's the exact same thing as if you had left the knob as it always was. You leave it on the temperature you choose, but you might very well be concerned that it be hot enough and come to turn it up on Shabbat. Although practically it would seem that taping the knob might be a good way to prevent someone from accidentally turning up the temperature on Shabbat, if, as the Mechaber implies we follow the Rambam here against the Ramach and we hold the Chazal were matter grufauk tuma because of Eseich and not Heker, then, in terms of the formal rules Chazal imposed on this Takana, just creating a reminder would not permit Shehiyah. Only something which lowers the temperature or efficiency of the flame would permit the isur of Shehiyah. It would therefore seem that Merely covering the knobs might not suffice. However, there is perhaps another solution suggested by Rav Rubin, the author of the Sefer Orchot Shabbat. The Gemara tells us in Shabbat HaFyod Ched Bet, quoted in the Ramah and Siman Reish Dalid, that if one seals the oven with clay it is permitted to leave uncooked food on the fire over Shabbat. Why? Because if one wanted to raise the flame, one would have to break the seal of the oven in order to get to the coals. And breaking the seal of the oven is such a lengthy process, takes a good minute or so, that in the course of breaking the seal of the oven, one would eventually remember that it's Shabbat and refrain from Philol Shabbat. If so, we may suggest that any action which not only serves as perhaps some sort of reminder but which makes it difficult to get to the flame which makes it so difficult to raise the flame and it would take you so long to raise the flame that doubtless you would remember it was Shabbat by the time you actually got there might be a mode of permitting Shehiyah. It is therefore suggested that perhaps if one not merely puts a piece of scotch tape over the knob, perhaps puts a serious multi-layer tape over the knob, which would take quite a while to remove. Or perhaps removes the rod, the knob, puts it in a drawer on the other side of the kitchen, so that one would have to hunt for it and start reattaching it in order to raise the flame. That might be the equivalent of Tachbetit. Of sealing with cement or with clay, and therefore permit the isur of shehiyah, because by the time you went through all the trouble of finding the knob, putting it on, preparing it, etc., you would doubtless remember that it's Shabbat and refrain from raising from raising the the temperature. We have therefore seen that there may be three ways to permit the isur of shehiyah. Well, four ways if we include the beginning of our conversation, to avoid the Isur of Shehiyah when using a crockpot, One is to make sure the food is half-cooked when Shabbat starts. A second would be to throw in a raw piece of meat just at candlelighting time. A third would be to put a blech in the crockpot, And a fourth would be, according to some, of Aaron Cutler would say taping the knob is enough. But... Perhaps most Poskim would suggest that taping the knob may not be enough, but a fourth method might be taping the knob with many levels of very strong tape, or removing the knob and placing it elsewhere, or some other method which would create a time delay in turning the knob would be the equivalent of sealing the oven shut in the Gemara and would permit the isur of Shehiyah. We have therefore seen two potential problems involved in the use of crockpots on Shabbat. Hatmana, which may or may not be a problem depending on whether one took or Moshe Feinstein's or Shlomo Zaman Orbach's interpretation of the Ramah and the way to solve that problem and shahiyah with its solutions as well. One Easter which we did not have time to discuss today is Hachzarah. There are many halachic issues involved in returning food to a crockpot on Shabbat Those would be relevant either if one wished to remove the crockpot, eat some food, and then put it back for later. Or, as is much more common, if one wished to add hot water to the crockpot, if the tulant was drying out, either way, whether one took the food out of the crockpot and returned it, or whether one took water out of the urn and poured it into the crockpot, that would fall under the alachi category of of hachzarah, which is its own sugya which will be discussed Bezrat Hashem at some later time